Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I was thinking this morning, you know, what are the hallmarks of a, of a tyranny? Socialist society, totalitarianism, what are the hallmarks and are they happening here? So I want to start with that today. I've got three things, three things to look for every single time. And those three things are happening right here, right now. Not a joke. I'll show you the actual headlines. And I've got some video of Sebastian Gorka, a hit he did, an appearance on Newsmax, that I'm telling you, if this thing doesn't bake your bagels, you don't have bagels to bake. That, some uh, highlights from the Trump appearance at the border yesterday in the Hannity interview, and a whole lot more. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like the government big tech spying on you? Either do I. That's why I have a VPN. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Because it is a loaded show, we got a big, long weekend coming up. Um, please check out my show, Unfiltered. We have a new show for you Saturday night on Fox, 10 p.m. I've got an absolute fire monologue I've been working on all week coming out in the beginning. You're not going to want to miss. Check it out. Set your DVR. Unfiltered. Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay. Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at Patriot Mobile. Listen, with major corporations going woke, and canceling free speech, we need to partner with companies deserving of our trust. You know, many wireless companies support left-wing causes. They do. Causes that threaten our freedoms and beliefs. Patriot Mobile is different. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless company. They donate a portion of every dollar to organizations that fight for causes you and I care about. Right now, they have two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both come with free premier activation. How do you get it? Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan for details. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same towers as the major providers. So you get great service for less money. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their top-rated U.S.-based team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Don't waste money. Go with Patriot Mobile. Veterans and first responders, you save even more. Switch to Patriot Mobile today, a company you can trust to support our values. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or 972-PATRIOT. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> All right. So what is, I got that, the hallmarks of a tyranny. I've got uh, the Dems being absolutely humiliated in New York. Uh, the red state story about Dong Jingwei and the military operation in the bioweapons lab is blowing up too. So we're going to try and get through it all. First, as I, I as I discussed in the beginning, excuse me, what are the hallmarks of a tyranny? No, I mean, seriously, if you had to narrow it down, if someone said, Socialist, tyrannical, totalitarian regimes. I need you to aggregate into a, into a trifecta. What are the three things they all have in common? All of them. Murderous, torturous, fascist regimes, communism, totalitarianism. What do they all have in common? I would make the case to you, and I'd love for you to hear, my, you know, hear me out and respond back. If you think there's more, something I'm missing, let me know. I would argue the hallmarks of tyranny are this. Number one, there is no distinction between the private and the public self. I'll explain all of these. That's number one. Number two, there is no law. There's just arbitrary enforcement of the law. What they call the law is meaningless. They just prosecute whoever they want. Number three, indoctrination and media compliance with propaganda. Any dispute on that? I think that's a pretty fair assessment of three common characteristics of every tyranny throughout human history. So let's go through them one by one because I want to warn you that this is happening right now. We are descending at a maddeningly rapid pace into third world status. I'm not kidding. We are descending into a vacuum of third world tyranny so fast, it's hard to get a grip around what's going on right now. If we lose in 2022 and 2024, I don't know what's going to happen. Here, hallmark number one of a growing tyranny or an established tyranny. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no distinction between the public and private self. What do I mean by that? Anyone out there listening who grew up in a Soviet bloc country, and there are many of you, grew up in Cuba. I live down here in South Florida. There are Cubans everywhere. They're all over. They will gladly tell you stories of their parents or themselves living under the horrible Castro regime and all of the torture and political imprisonment and fear and what they did to get away. They'll tell you. They'll talk to you. But that's why they mostly vote Republican, because they can't stand socialist Democrats. But one of the things they'll tell you is there's no private self. What do I mean by that? Folks, in a free constitutional republic, in a society that respects individual liberty, you have a private self. 
listen, folks, we're in our house. We do stuff. We don't want people watching us. Go to the bathroom. You brush your teeth. You're in the shower, right? I mean, being human comes with being human. You know, maybe everything you're watching, you know, on TV, you don't want everybody. As long as you're not breaking the law, not everything we do as human beings is always, uh, you know, peaches and cream, right? And the essence of being human. But you're relatively comfortable in a free society that there's a private self, that you're okay there. And then let's not be listen. Well, give me the highbrow stuff. Like, oh, not me. I'm not embarrassed about it. Yeah, oh, sure. Sure you're not. Next time you're in the bathroom, let's put a video coming. Oh, no, no. I didn't mean that. Well, why not? What do you care about? You just said you're not worried about it. You're pretty comfortable in a free society, right? That those moments that are the essence of being human but aren't our proudest moments ever. I once heard a line, tell me if it's true. Joe, what do you think of this? A man in his underwear and socks is a man at its worst. Is his worst. That's pretty much true. <laughs> underwear and socks, black socks pulled up, pretty much the worst. You, you, never, you don't need a picture of that on the internet, but what's wrong? You're wearing underwear and socks, no big deal. All right. Well, when you're in a communist country in a socialist tyrannical regime, everything's public. There's no private self ever. When you open up your garage door in the morning and you roll your car out or you roll your car out of your driveway or out of your parking spot in Manhattan or whatever it is, and you're on the way to work, you know your private self has stopped and your public self begins. You're in work. People are watching you. You're on the road. You don't go to the bathroom in your car. If you had a bathroom in your car, would you use it? Of course you wouldn't. You have windows in your car. People watch you. You don't want to do that. There's a public self. That doesn't happen, ladies and gentlemen, in communist tyrannical regimes. There is no more private self. There's no more texting. There's no more emailing. Everybody is listening to everything you do all the time. I only use the gross examples because it's hard for liberals to digest all this stuff because they don't see the growing threat of socialism and tyranny kicking them in the cojones right now. Why am I bringing this up? I heard something yesterday. My friend Sebastian Gorka sent this over to me. I, I, this is, I don't even know how to describe how shocking what he says in this clip is. And again, how nobody's picking it up is just bizarre. He was brought on with another friend of mine, Grant Stinchfield, great guy over at Newsmax, terrific host. So Gorka's on with Stinchfield, and they're talking about the Tucker Carlson case we've been discussing over the past few days, where Tucker Carlson's alleging that he's been spied on by the NSA and he has evidence. Gorka says something so stunning here that, again, I'm actually shocked even more conservative outlets didn't pick it up. Here's Sebastian Gorka talking about the TAO and how they spied on him and others. Check this out. How did you first learn that they were possibly spying on you while you're working in the White House? And to think about that, the ramifications to me are chilling that that could have been going on. I got to know a couple of great patriots. One was a very senior former CIA official who'd been a station chief and worked in the Middle East after September the 11th. And another one was a former member of the armed forces with a special forces and intelligence background. And they told me after I left the White House that uh, they wanted me to know there is a part of the NSA. It is the uh, most aggressive cyber arm of the NSA called the Tailored Access Operations, the TAO. And there was a small unit of contractors in the TAO who had been tasked to actually surveil members of the Trump administration, me and Steve Bannon and others included. Wait, what? Huh? You think he's just making that up, Gorka? Like, ah, oh, yeah, let me just say TAO. He's, he's, you know, he's thinking of three-letter acronyms because he's bored in a donut shop. Let's invent a three-letter acronym. Let's invent the DBS. What is the DBS? I don't know. I just made it up. It just sounds really scary. Don't let the DBS track you down. And if the DBS doesn't get you, the TAO will get you later. You think he just made that up? Folks, I know the reporter he's working with. I'm not going to say who it is because, seriously, this is, this is really scary stuff. But there's a reporter he's working with who has given him some of this information, who is one of the best reporters. You'll figure it out soon. And we'll be covering this story when she launches it. She's got great sources. Gorka's not making this up. So there's a branch of the NSA, the TAO, that was monitoring people in the Trump administration. Again. Hallmark number one, core leg of the stool number one of any tyranny is no private self. Everything's public. 
the ruling regime has access to your information at any time. Gork is saying right here that what he thought was private was not because people in the NSA were spying on him, just like Tucker Carlson alleged the other day. What's the difference between a tyranny? I'll wait. The answer is there is none. There's a second part to this. How exactly the NSA, Gorka part two here, how they got a hold of his data, because the NSA is not allowed to spy on Americans on American soil. So how exactly did they get a hold of some of their communications? Well, I want you to listen to this piece. For you. This is part two of this from Gorka, where he talks about how the NSA does this thing called traffic shaping, I guess, in the TAO. Check this out. The methods they used are absolutely unconstitutional. There's a, a dodge they worked out called traffic shaping, where they, whereby they know that they're not allowed to spy on U.S. Uh, persons in the United States, but they know that Internet communications are absolutely global. So the NSA uses its capacity to shape Internet traffic to move the nodes of connection. So instead of my email going from Washington, D.C. to New York, they route it through Malaysia and they say, oh, look, that's a foreign communication. Therefore, we can intercept it. So with traffic shaping, they break the constitutional restrictions on the NSA and they spy on people for political purposes. Uh, as to proof, um, a very, very highly respected journalist has, uh, has the evidence and she promised me that she will... Uh, publicly uh, disclose her sources. So when she does that, uh, we'll have something to refer to. Mm. You see, hallmark number three, I don't want to skip ahead here. We're talking about the private public distinction, how there isn't any, everything's public. The NSA is clearly, according to these allegations, spying on some people, so there's nothing private. But hallmark number three is media corruption. If we had a functioning media, this was a man who worked in the White House. You may not like Gorka. I do. He's a friend. I respect him. But you may not. That's fine. A lot of people don't like me. That's fine, too. I'm not a tyrant like liberals. I don't want my political opponents thrown in jail. But you would think you would take Gorka seriously. Worked in the White House. He's not a stupid man. He's a smart guy. He's telling you, a well-respected reporter, and I know who it is. It is a well-respected reporter who has broken numerous stories is telling him that he was spied on by a branch of the NSA called the TAO using a technique called traffic shaping. If we had actual reporters, we don't, they would be knocking on the NSA's door right now asking these questions. It's only one of the most serious allegations I've heard all week, maybe all year. So the public-private self distinction is evaporating. That's hallmark number one. Leg of the stool of the three-legged stool, number one of a growing tyranny. Argue with me, Libs. I'd love to hear it. What, what's your argument? He's making it up. How do you know he's making it up? You're telling me this TAO doesn't exist? Traffic shaping doesn't happen? Fine, prove it to me. You, you can't because you don't want to ask the questions, right? Uncomfortable, isn't it? What's the second hallmark, second leg of the stool of a growing tyranny? Arbitrary enforcement of the law. Law doesn't mean anything. Ladies and gentlemen, justice is supposed to be blind. When you have a constitution, it's supposed to apply to the poorest and the richest, black and white, Asian, Muslim, Jew, Christian. It doesn't matter. The law applies equally. We don't selectively enforce the law based on your racial status, sexual orientation, where you were born. We don't do that. Arbitrary enforcement of the law is a hallmark of communist and socialist regimes. Show them the person, they'll invent the crime. It's happening right now. You doubt me? Look at this from CNBC this morning. Alan Wesselberg, the Trump Organization and its CFO, that's at Wesselberg, indicted by a Manhattan grand jury. For what? <laughs> Wait, what, terrorist ties? What did the Trump Organization and its CFO, what are they alleged to, with terror ties? What, what are they doing? Were they laundering money for a drug operation? Joe, did you hear anything about that? Were no, they, were they, were they no. accused of a plot? To, you didn't hear that? You didn't hear about, what, not to hijack planes somewhere? They, I didn't hear about any of that either. It wasn't a murder scandal to take out their political opponents. They are prosecuting in New York the Trump Organization CFO. Wait for it. Because the organization gave out free parking and stuff to people, and they're alleging there's some tax violation there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds legit, folks. So let me get this straight with New York. 
New York is the number one target of terrorists around the world, New York City. And New York City prosecutors, by the way, Chinese espionage is rife in New York. It's everywhere from the country of China. So we've got that going on. We've got BLM running wild, crime rates running crazy in New York, up close to triple digits, murders soaring. And the priorities of the New York uh, of the New York prosecutors and New York City prosecutors, just let me get this straight, are the Trump CFO for a alleged tax violation on free parking. Well done, fellas. Well done. You are really cracking down. Way to do it. Priorities, man. You got to have priorities. That's interesting, considering we have actual evidence of potential Hunter Biden malfeasance that could be criminality. And nobody's done a damn thing about Hunter Biden yet. That's 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 pretty that's that's pretty strange. Again, leg number two of a three legged stool of tyranny. What's leg number two? Arbitrary enforcement of the law. You actually believe this targeting of Whistleberg and the Trump organization has anything to do with taking criminals off the street? You're a moron if you believe that. Stop listening to my show right now. I don't, I really, you will dumb down the collective IQ of my audience and I don't want that in a demo survey. Please stop listening immediately if you believe that. Here's another one, arbitrary enforcement of the law. You see this, Ben Weingarten, my friend, who actually stunningly got a piece up in Newsweek, which is left-leaning. He's a great guy, Ben Weingarten. I want you to read this piece in my newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Check this out. Biden has a new domestic terror strategy, folks. Did you know that? And it codifies the woke war on wrong thing. This is an excellent piece. So Biden just released his new uh, domestic terror strategy. And as Ben Weingarten says, the strategy fails to clearly define who exactly it's targeting. Meaning the target could be ever moving and forever growing. But Biden's strategy strongly implies that the threat consists of at least the nearly half of the electorate that voted for President Trump in 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a president of the United States that's drawing up a domestic terrorism priority list. He's going to be allocating your taxpayer money. It appears the implication in this document to investigate you. Prosecute Trump, prosecute Trump's supporters, arbitrary enforcement of the law. I'd say we've descended into total totalitarian uh, chaos. NSA spying on people or allegations uh, thereof, media not doing anything. And that leads us nicely, poorly actually, because this is a depressing segment, but a necessary one, to number three. The third stool, the third leg of the stool of tyranny. You must indoctrinate the kids. Well, we've seen that. I'm not going to beat a dead horse through CRT and critical race theory, getting everyone to hate one another. That's one of the ways you do it. But that indoctrination requires media corruption and compliance. And when I say media, I mean talking heads, too. People that have profiles in the media who go out there and lie to you on behalf of their masters in big government. Here's a guy I saw yesterday doing exactly that, who doesn't clearly, he claims to be a former FBI agent. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's not lying. But it's a James Harris on Twitter. I saw this yesterday. I discussed it in the radio show. <clears throat> of course, doing the bidding of his masters in the FBI, he's trying to shoot down Tucker Carlson's allegations that he was spied on despite Tucker Carlson's evidence because James Harris is not remotely curious about what happens. James Harris is clearly not a bright guy. He says, dear Tucker Carlson, let me tell you something I know from experience. I love when FBI agents cite their experience. He says, if the NSA was reading your, why? Because they usually screw it up. He says, if the NSA was reading your texts or emails, unlikely, there are only two possibilities. The person you are emailing, texting is an agent of a foreign power or a FISA court has determined you are. No, wrong. Sorry, Jim. Go back to FBI school. Screwed that up. He's wrong, but he's doing what media requires. He's doing the bidding of his FBI masters, which the media will scoop up to properly indoctrinate their people and get them to look away from the gross civil liberties violation Tucker Carlson's evaluating. No, a FISA court has not determined you were a foreign agent. That is not necessary for a warrant. What is necessary for a warrant is you are an agent of a foreign power and you are in violation of a U.S. law. James Harris clearly doesn't know that. Again, maybe he should go attend the FBI Academy refresher course for talking heads who cite their uh, experience in the FBI to mislead you. That is not the case. 
A FISA court determining you're a foreign agent is not enough to get a warrant. Ask James Harris a very simple question. Really? Then why aren't Chinese diplomats in the United States in jail? Huh, Jim? Uh, anytime, Jim, if you'd like to answer that question. They're foreign agents, right? They're an agent of a foreign power. Uh, Joe Gee, am I wrong? A Chinese diplomat in the United States is an agent of China. That's what he does. Why isn't yeah. he in jail? I'm just checking. Thank you. I just needed a quick ombudsman check there. You're an agent of a foreign power. You admit it. You're a diplomat. Why aren't you in jail? Because you haven't broken any U.S. laws, this dunce. But don't worry, he has experience. What would we do without experienced people in the media working for the media? Yes. Yes, my golden calf lords in the FBI. <laughs> Joe Gee says he's probably hanging out with Frank Fagazi. Here they are. They're probably sitting around going, 8-8. Eight, eight. Do you know what 8-8 eight, eight stands It stands for Heil Hitler. It's the day they want half mass when he really means half step. Remember that moron? Yeah, oh, that's where I gosh, thought you were going, former dude. FBI guy. Fagazi, oh, yeah. Dude, right? Please, please, just stay off TV. My gosh, if I was ever, people ask me now. I, I applied for the FBI. The Secret Service called first. I run into a guy in the gym this weekend. I'm not kidding. I was working. I haven't been out to the gym much. I usually use my own gym. But I wanted to get out, talk to some folks. I run into this young guy, cool cat, maybe 19. He's like, Dan, I want to go to the federal, uh, federal law enforcement. Where do you suggest I go? I said, honestly, years ago, I would have told you the FBI. Not now. Organization's totally falling apart. People like Fagazi and this guy are ruining the whole image of the place. It's really sad. I said, give the Secret Service a shot. Folks, again, I'll tie that up. I got to move on. I've got other stuff. Speaking of propaganda, that's coming up next. Jen Psaki getting totally wrecked at the White House. This is great. No public-private distinction. Everything's public. Hallmark number one of a tyranny. Arbitrary law enforcement. Hallmark number two. Hallmark number three. Indoctrination and media corruption with the aid of experts. All right, today's show brought to you by friends at OMAX. Listen, living with chronic pain is the worst. I have really horrible arthritis. It gets in the way of everything. You can't work out. You can't sleep. Every time you move, it hurts. It's no way to live, folks. Perhaps it's been gone going for a few weeks, maybe years you've been dealing with. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFree CBD Roll-On. Developed by Omax Health. Stuff is terrific. I can personally vouch for it. I use it on my shoulders. Paula's obsessed with it. She uses it on her neck and traps when she gets migraine headaches. Works like a charm for her and for me. It's non-prescription. It has triple action pain relief, and it's a roll-on. It's specifically formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Here's the best part. It's 100% natural. It's CBD-powered. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Omax Health has got a great deal going on. They're offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on. The discount applies towards any product also site-wide. Go today. Here's the website. OmaxHealth.com and enter promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's O-M-A-X, OmaxHealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. Pro golfer Kyle Stanley uses the product to recover on and off the course. There's no messy creams or none, none of those terrible fragrances. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off cryofreeze and site-wide. This product is the real deal. It works. I don't advertise products that don't. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino to get 20% off and site-wide. Get rid of that pain today. omaxhealth.com, promo code Bongino. All right, thanks, Omax. All right, speaking of propaganda and indoctrination, that was uh, leg three of the three-legged stool of tyranny. The Democrats, I, I, I almost have to give them, uh, give them credit for their, 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 the balls on this one. Can I say that? I mean, trying to imply, we just did, so I guess we can. Trying to imply that the Republicans were the party of defunding the police. We've been covering it for a couple of days. I don't want to beat this thing to death, but it really is a new level of, of, of nerve. I mean, really? The Republicans are trying. It's, it's Democrat cities defunding the police. It's Democrat liberal hacks on the left and squad members calling for defunding the police. There's not a Republican city in the country that's defunded the police. And no Republicans on the record calling for defunding the police. And, of course, because liberals are idiots. Um, I'm sorry, but they just are. They're, they're just not very bright. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was Republicans. Do you have any evidence to back that up? Well, Peter Ducey doing yeoman's work 
over at Fox News is at the White House briefing yesterday with the uh, redheaded propagandist Jen Psaki. And Psaki, who's quite pathetic these days, he thinks she'd try to save her reputation and get out of there while she can. Psaki was asked, I guess, to go out and defend this absurdity that Republicans are calling for defunding the police. Peter Ducey was having absolutely none of it. Check this out and pay very close attention to the part where she says, Saki, oh, yeah, Joe Biden ran on funding the police. He did? Because I got video of that, too. It doesn't sound like what I heard. Check this out. You mentioned at the last briefing that you think Republicans wanted to defund the police because they did not support the American Rescue Plan. Which Republican ever said that they did not like the American Rescue Plan because they wanted to defund the police? Well, first, let me just note that the president ran and won the most votes of any candidate in history on a platform of boosting funding for law enforcement after Republicans spent decades trying to cut the cops program. There's record of that. That doesn't require anyone having new comments and then also stood in the way of crucial funding needed to prevent the laying off of police officers as crimes increase. That's a simple statement of fact. I understand what you're saying there. However, there are lots of examples of Democrats explicitly saying they want to defund the police. We've got Congresswoman Cori Bush, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar. Are there any examples of Republican members of Congress saying they want to defund the police? I think most people would argue that actions are more important than words, wouldn't you say? Uh, well, to that point, uh, to your point there, at the time of the vote on the American Rescue Plan, you had the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, and he said he just didn't like it because he thought it was a classic example of big government democratic overreach in the name of COVID relief. And then Kevin McCarthy said he thought Democrats were using coronavirus as an excuse to justify funding pet projects. Well, where is the, here the we're going to vote against here, this because we want to defund the police? Again. I think actions speak louder than words, Peter. So if you oppose funding for the COPS program, something that was dramatically cut by the prior administration. This woman is pathetic. I mean, what an embarrassment. Seriously, how does she look her family in the face? She knows she's lying. This is not a stupid person. Look, she's not stupid. She's not. She's a bright person, which is even worse. It would please me more to admit to you she was stupid because then it would be hard to attribute to her malicious intentions and malfeasance. But she's not stupid. She thinks you're stupid. Folks, the bill she's talking about, the American Families Porculus Plan that Biden, that they signed. How many times do you think the words police is mentioned in that bill? Let's do a little round robin here. Joe, how many times do you think the word police appears in Biden's Porculus Plan? What do you think? 10, huh. 20 times maybe? Give out just 20. All right, we'll go with 20. 20, okay. Gee, what do you think? How many times do you think police funding appears in that? The word police. Three. He says three. Joe says 20. And the answer is zero. The word police doesn't appear anywhere in the bill ever. So you're like, wait, I don't get it. Jen Psaki is saying that Biden's spending bill had funding for the police and the Republicans didn't like the bill. Keep in mind, it passed. So the Republicans didn't like, so they're defunding the police. Yet it's really weird. The word police never appears in there. Here's the logic they're using. And yes, you have, you have to be a... Tier one level gold medal winning imbecile of the highest order to buy this. Saki saying, no, this spending plan that we didn't need was going to give money to some cities. So if we gave some money to those cities, they would have had some extra money. Therefore, the extra money they had would have been good because then the extra money they didn't have could have been spent on the police later. If you're like, wait, what? I told you the analogy the other day. It's like saying... We want a paperclip factory in Chattanooga. We want to spend a trillion dollars. The GOP says, no, no, no. I don't want to spend a trillion dollars in Chattanooga on a paperclip factory. And they're like, well, now Chattanooga is going to have to spend a trillion of their own money. And they're going to have to take it from the police. So you're defunding the police. You're like, wait, what? What kind of an idiot believes that? The answer is Saki. She doesn't actually believe it. She thinks you're an idiot. And then she says halfway through, she goes, oh, and, and Joe Biden ran on funding the police and backing the police. He did because I actually, folks, there's this video. You know, we have this thing called Rumble. There's another thing called YouTube, Vimeo. There's video platforms out there. You can actually go and check this stuff. She, this woman really thinks you're a moron. Here's Joe Biden or, his own, or in his own campaign talking about, yes, redirecting money away from police departments. Here's Joe Biden himself. Check this out. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. 
The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> these people just lie to your face. It's not because they're stupid. It's because they think you're stupid. And sadly, some liberals take them up on the offer. All right, I have possibly the greatest Republicans pounce ever, but it's important. It, 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 the story's unintentionally hilarious, but it involves a very serious election issue. Again, I thought, I thought we weren't allowed to complain about elections. I thought I, That's what we were told. Right? We, were t- we were told that no, no complaining about elections. Everybody said that. Don't you dare. You're a conspiracy theorist. So it's weird because Democrats are complaining about elections, even though we're not supposed to complain about elections. Let me get to my third sponsor before I get to this, because this, this is the greatest Republicans pounce ever. Hey, listen, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar and junk. You really shouldn't eat. Really, just look at the back. It was bad. I mean, I loved cereal growing up, but then I started getting into health and fitness and I looked and I was like, ugh. So I dumped it. Well, I don't have to dump it anymore. Now I'm back. We got Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Forget it. It's delicious. That's great stuff, but the stuff tastes really good. It's awesome. It has only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And my kids eat the heck out of it. The problem is they leave the empty boxes in the closet. drives me crazy. You can build your own box. They have these delicious flavors to choose from. Check them out. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. I have a hard time picking which one's my favorite. Isabel likes the blueberry. She loves, she, she, she'll eat the hell out of that. It's like regular cereal from your childhood, but it's super nutritious. It's a delicious but super healthy cereal that brings back joy to your family, mornings, afternoons, or even nights. Sometimes when I'm done with a workout, I pile down a bowl. I put a little protein powder in there too. How do you get it? Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino and grab your delicious cereal today. Try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout. And you'll save $5 off your order. Don't forget that. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason. They'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's how good it is. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino and use the code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the episode. Thanks for producing the cereal. It's delicious. We love it. Big hit in this household. So, folks, I thought we weren't allowed to question elections. Well, the Democrats are right now. Discussed it yesterday, but there's been some more developments. The Democratic mayoral primary in New York City, where I grew up, has been a total humiliation for the Democrats. A total humiliation. For two reasons. Number one. Sorry, I almost got to, oh, got, got out ahead of myself. Number one. <laughs> Guys. The Democrats just got done, just got done with six months of lecturing us about how we should never, ever challenge an election ever. This is, you all know that. I don't want to keep repeating this because you're there and you live to, they just got, this goes to show you the epic frauds these people are. They are total phonies. You question whatever you want. They question the 2016 election, the George W. Bush Al Gore election. Don't listen to these losers. You question whatever you want, and I have questions about 2020. Well, they told us not to, which is weird because they're questioning the mayoral primary now, now that affected the Democrats. That's number one. What's number two? The Democrats, this is why this is such a humiliating face plan. Don't question elections. Wow, we're questioning an election. Number two, they're trying to push through H.R. 1 and Senate Bill 1. This massive federal takeover of elections, and their whole premise for doing it is, hey, we are really smart in Washington, D.C. We can figure this whole thing out, which is hilarious because New York City people can't even figure. Joe, that's at least a double. That's a minimum of a double monthly. Seriously. The New York City lunatics can't even figure out how to conduct the New York City election. You think some bureaucrat in D.C. is going to be able to clean up elections all over the country, including New York City? New York City can't even figure out their own darn election. This I can't express to you. I, listen, I get a lot of traffic behind the scenes from people. Some people feed me stuff, and it's for a lot of reasons. A lot of them are Democrats. Some of them want to get on the show, blah, 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 blah. They pitch stuff to you. If you're in the content business, you know what I'm talking about. 
Your political opponents want to get on the show too. So they'll send you stuff and ideas so you get to see what they're thinking. Listen to me. You have no idea how humiliating this is for the Democrats and how they are sweating bullets and clawing at their faces over the embarrassing New York City mayoral primary on the Democrat side. It is driving them. It is undercutting every single thing they said. Well, what happened? We talked about it yesterday. These idiots in New York at the Board of Elections submitted 130,000 test ballots to test the equipment. <laughs> they, this, is, this is so stupid. Is it federalized elections? Maybe you should figure out how to do it. For, they forgot to take the test ballots out. <laughs> it's, it's right. They're too busy. Joe, can you give me another Butley? It's not really three Butley. It's like a two plus one, but it's important right now. Because it's, it's a two. We haven't done a two plus one, I think. Ski's <laughs> right. Oh, so my eyeball. He's right. They're too busy investigating Trump's CFO for free parking. They can't even figure out how to elect a mayor. These, these dipwads. <laughs> they loaded test ballots and never took the results out. So, of course, what happens every time the Democrats face plant in humiliating fashion? Well, let's go back to how we started the show. What are the hallmarks of a tyranny? Well, Stool, leg number three of the stool, you need a media, corrupt media, to cover up for the power party every single time. So every time the Democrats screw up, what, the, what does the media do? They don't write a story about the Democrats screw up. The story becomes about the Republicans' reaction to the Democrats screw up, to put it on Republicans. And we frame those as, gee, get it ready, Republicans pounce. The greatest Republicans pounce ever. You would think the story, right, guys, would be Democrats in New York completely blow it on election. What a bunch of humiliating losers. Nope, not the story at all. Here's Max Greenwood at the Hill. Trump and a GOP seize on New York election board problems. Seize, pounce, leap, jump every, every single time. Every single time, every single time, they can't write the story about Democrats screwing up because they're Pravda, they're, they're, they're state, they're state run media. So they have to write the story about the Republican response to distract you. <laughs> Once you see Republicans pounce, you can never unsee it. And thank you. Seriously. Thank you to my audience who keeps sending into our email, it's on the website, all these great Republicans pounce stories. They're, they're, they're hilarious. Once you see them, you will never, ever seize, pounce, jump, leap, look for them all. Republicans attack. It's the same thing every time. Here's another, Pat uh, Tip Gee found this one. Here's the Washington Post, uh, the absolutely hapless Philip Bump. I mean, one of the legendary losers of media. And I don't know Simon Waxman, but... Uh, he should be ashamed that we have him on the same screen here as screen as Philip Bump. Here's state-run media doing their job too. Here, uh, so here's a Washington Post headline. <laughs> but these are folks. It's not a joke. We didn't make these up. These are real headlines of the Washington Post on top of each other. Washington Post headline one by Simon Waxman: Ranked choice voting went smoothly in New York, but it won't save our democracy. Here's headline number two. Literally the next day, Philip Bump. New York's mayoral election is a mess. This doesn't somehow prove Donald Trump's right. <laughs> Philip Bump, one of the biggest dipwads in the history. I mean, a, humil a man thoroughly humiliated by his own existence. I don't know how he wakes up in the morning. I really don't. I really don't. The pain must be incredible. But that doesn't prove Donald Trump right. What? Donald Trump and everyone who told us that these elections, if you federalize them, will be a disaster, that we don't have the ability to federalize elections. And these idiots can't even handle it in New York. And it, you want D.C. people to handle what they couldn't even handle in their own city? No, I think it proves Donald Trump right. Proves Philip Bump is Philip Bump, you know. You ever want to really laugh? I don't even like giving them the clicks, but put up a Philip Bump article. It's, it's comical. It's quite embarrassing. All right, moving on. Yeah, I'm, but I'm dead serious. Behind the scenes, the Democrats are panicking over this in New York because it just makes them look like complete buffoons. Speaking about media cover-ups, leg three of the stool of tyranny, 
Very serious story here. Folks, why is the mainstream media now, all of a sudden, our propaganda state-run media in the United States, tools of China, why all of a sudden are they talking about the Wuhan lab leak? And, folks, you're not wasting your time here. Something we've been discussing on this show for a long time. What did I tell you? I said, folks, it's not the lab leak that's the controversy. That's controversial, but it's not the big controversy. The big controversy is did we fund a Chinese military facility that leaked the lab? A good reporter who I respect at CBS, Catherine Harrod, she used to work at Fox. She does good work. She's not partisan at all. But I'm actually stunned CBS let her put this on the air. Finally, mainstream media outlets like CBS are starting to realize for some reason, I'll get to that after this clip, that Wow, we got a problem. We may have funded with U.S. dollars a bioweapons research lab in China. That sounds really serious. Why? Because it is. This report aired on CBS. Here's about a minute of it. Check this out. State Department investigators also found the Wuhan lab had military ties and did high-risk research on coronaviruses. They're hiding lab records. They're hiding medical records. CBS News has also learned that one of the U.S. government's top labs, Lawrence Livermore, issued a classified report last year that found the lab leak theory was plausible. Why now? Why now? Does this have anything to do with the story we've been covering by Jennifer Van Lahr at Red State for the last week or so about the alleged defection of a major Chinese intelligence figure to the United States? Is he giving this all up? And is the media finally getting wind that they can't cover up for the Chinese government anymore because we have a potential intelligence defector here? I know there's pictures of him that have surfaced in China. Are they real or not? I don't know. Did he defect? I don't know. Nobody can confirm that. The U.S. government is not confirmed. They're saying the opposite. But is that the reason? As our propaganda Pravda media, which tries to cover up for China and communists all the time, if they finally realize they've run out of weapons to cover up for Joe Biden, and the Democrats that tried to make the lab leak theory go away because it would have proved Donald Trump right? Are they out of weapons? Stunning new story in my newsletter by said author Jennifer Van Lahr today, and I encourage you to read it. She's been doing great work. New. Wuhan's Batwoman worked with Chinese military on weaponizing coronaviruses using U.S. government money. Wow, that's a headline for you. Reminds me of the Daily Mail. Actually, I need about five, six more sentences to meet the Daily Mail's uh, rather lengthy requirement for a headline. But there's nothing better than a headline that lays out the whole story right there. What have I said to you now for weeks? Controversy number one on your scale of concerns. Not that it leaked from the lab. Was it a bioweapons lab? Here, screenshot number one from this stunning piece. She says, as the Post reported, a Chinese military scientist named Zhu Yuzhen, who we've been talking about, filed a patent for a coronavirus vaccine on behalf of the People's Liberation Army in, uh, People's Liberation Army of China in February of 2020. Zhu is deceased. Nobody issued any report on his death. There were no tributes. As Jennifer says, which one would expect for such a decorated military scientist? Zhu Yuzhen was a military scientist. He's dead. Mysterious circumstances. Nobody's mentioned it in the Chinese Communist Party. Why not? Was it because he was developing a vaccine because the vaccine would be a precursor to any bioweapon? Again, as I can't say enough, you wouldn't want a bioweapon without a vaccine, right? You could wipe out your own country too. Why were the Chinese working on a vaccine before this became a pandemic? Was it because this was a bioweapon? Are we ahead of the curve again? Oh, it gets even better. What if the vaccine scientist from the PLA that I've no doubt was working on weaponization of these things, Zhu Yuzhen, who's now dead, better way to cover it up than to kill him. What if Zhu Yuzhen was working with Ji Zhang Li? You know, the bat lady that was working with Peter Daszak who took our taxpayer dollars and through Eco Health Alliance sent it over there? Were they working together, those two? Well, Jennifer Van Lars, screenshot number two from her piece, is pretty dispositive there. She says, NBC News is now reporting not about Zhao developing the vaccine for the PLA or about the interesting development timeline, 
but simply that Zhao, again, who's now dead, and at least one other Chinese military scientist performed coronavirus research with, oh, Dr. Xi Zhengli at the Wuhan Institute. <laughs> Shocker. Of course, the fact that she was, Xi Zhengli, was knowingly working with the Chinese army, PLA, on coronavirus research is a big deal. And of itself, given how vehemently she's denied, on the, and, and of itself, given how vehemently she's denied that on numerous occasions. I just, that, man, the highlights weren't all around. She's denied it on numerous occasions. I totally screwed up reading that last sentence. They're denying it. Why the denials? If Xi Zhang Li wasn't doing anything with the military as she's proclaimed in the past, then why does she keep denying she was working with Zhu Yuzhen, who's now dead? Last screenshot from the Red State pieces, Red, Red State pieces, a short one. In March, Xi Zhang Li told a former State Department official by the name of Jamie Metzel, she said, you know, in the beginning of this COVID-19, we heard the rumors that claimed that our laboratory, we have some project, blah, blah, with the army, blah, blah, these kind of rumors. But this is not correct. Why is Xi Zheng Li denying working with a PLA scientist who was working on a vaccine? Because they were creating a bioweapon there. I mean, what else do you need to hear? My gosh, what are we, all of a sudden the media is reporting on this now? Is Dong Jingwei talking about this? My gosh. It was a bioweapons facility. You paid for it. All right, enough on that. All right, let me get to these two Trump clips quickly, and then I want to get to um, I saw you. <laughs> he tried to beat me to the punch. Then I want to get to a new study that just came out about masks and your kids. This is going to be a censorship test for a fake book and screw tube right here. We're going to discuss an actual journal of the American Medical Association, a JAMA, a new JAMA study of pediatrics on masks. And we're going to see if YouTube and Facebook take it down. So let's see how much they believe in science. Let's see. That's coming up. Quick, these two videos. So here was Trump yesterday. Uh, really nice clip with Hannity. He had a great interview with Hannity last night in the Sean Hannity show out in Texas. And Sean asked him if he has made a decision about running for president in 2024, which I want to be crystal clear. I hope he does. I really hope he does. Check this out. You're not going to answer, but I have to ask, where are you in the process of or have let me ask you this without giving the answer what the answer is. Have you made up your mind? Yes. I think you got it right. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. Puts a smile on my face. I remember what he told us in our interview when we interviewed him on the on the radio program. He said, I think it's going to make you very happy. Well, he knows I want him to run. So what else would make me happy than for him to run? He's made a decision. I think he's doing it, which is great. But there's another video. It's a good one. It's, it's kind of funny, but it's true. Trump was talking about at the speech yesterday at the border with Governor Greg Abbott from Texas, how he had been building the wall. The wall was almost done. The portions he had financed using those funds he had allocated. He makes the simple point, which is a factually correct, that if Biden would have done nothing and just went to the beach, We'd have a better border situation now. And Biden doing something actually was doing something bad. Check this out. You know, I say all Biden had to do is go to the beach. If he would have just done nothing, we would have now the strongest border we've ever had. It was That's even right. getting better and better and better because it was all kicking in. <laughs> all he had to do was go to the beach. Just do nothing. Trump left you the perfect situation down there. Border was being built. Numbers were down to about 30,000 illegal crossings are up to 170,000 now. You didn't have to do anything. It's that he, Joe Biden is the, this guy can't get out of his own. This guy can screw up making ice. Unbelievable. All right, I've got this JAMA study up next, which should really make you think long and strong about putting a mask on your kids. Let me get to my last sponsor first, our friends at Teeter. You know, I love Teeter inversion tables. I use it twice a day. Helps me elongate my spine. Really clears out my head, too. Now Teeter's bringing you a fantastic new piece of exercise equipment. It's a simple machine called the Free Step Recumbent Cross Trainer. I just used it this morning. It's terrific. I like it because it gives me a full-body workout. Fitness plays a huge role in my life. I need to stay energized. My wife loves the Free Step, too. It's super easy. It has zero impact. It doesn't hurt my shoulders or my back or my knees, which are terrible. The Teeter Free Step is unique. Like It's nothing out there like it. It's truly low impact. The technology was licensed 
from commercial physical therapy equipment. You'll experience a smooth, linear stride, protects your knees, your hips, your back, your elbows better than any other cardio machine. Dial the resistance down to warm up. That's what I did this morning. I didn't really crush it too bad this morning. Or when I want to do Tabata sprints on it and stuff, I crank it up and I just go crazy with it. It's an amazing calorie-burning workout. And I don't wake up the next day in massive pain. It's great. The Free Step has proven to burn 70% more calories than a recumbent bike. When you exercise on the Free Step, your joints will feel great. Your muscles will feel challenged. You'll want to work on it every day. You'll get access also to the trainer-led workout videos on the free Teeter Move app for personal training and motivation from the comfort of your home. Over 3 million people put their trust in Teeter. They've been in the health and fitness industry for 40 years. Don't wait. Get the free step. It's a fantastic piece of equipment. I got one in my garage for those of you who've seen my house. Teeter has an exclusive offer for you. Get the Teeter Free Step Recumbent Cross Trainer for $100 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. The Teeter Free Step is over 1,000 reviews on Amazon with a 4.6 star rating. And with this exclusive deal, you get $100 off when you go to teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash Dan. You also get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. There's no reason for you not to try it. Give it a try. Remember, you can only get the Teeter Free Step Recumbent Cross Trainer and save $100 by going to teeter.com slash Dan. This is a great machine. That's teeter.com slash Dan. Check it out. All right. A very serious topic here, folks. And this is a censorship task. Uh, you know, ScrewTube watches my show every single day because I'm a conservative and they discriminate against people uh, based on politics. That's what they do because they're Soviets. Fake book does the same thing. They're rapidly destroying our society with their anti-science, anti-civil liberties approach. So I thought this morning, let's do a little bit of a censorship test. There's a new study I saw. This was just published. You see the date right there. Published online June 30th, 2021. It's at JAMA. This will be in my newsletter. Please read it, print it, and give it to all your school districts, okay? Bongino.com slash newsletters, how you access my newsletter. It's right there in the notes right there. You can't miss the link. Print this up. Headline. Experimental assessment of carbon dioxide content in inhaled air with or without face masks in healthy children. Huh. So you don't want your kids inhaling a lot of carbon dioxide. We breathe in oxygen. We breathe out carbon dioxide. So what are the key takeaways from this report about masking your kids despite them being at very low risk of dying from coronavirus? Let's do again. Censorship test time. Let's read the actual science and watch this thing get banned from ScrewTube because they're communists. Quote from the report. Most of the complaints reported by children can be understood as the consequences of elevated carbon dioxide levels in inhaled air when they have a face diaper on. I do that in there. Quote back to the piece. This is because of dead space volume of the masks, which collects exhaled carbon dioxide quickly after a short time. This carbon dioxide mixes with fresh air and elevates the carbon dioxide content of inhaled air under the mask. This was more pronounced in this study for younger children. This leads in turn to impairments attributable to hypercapnia. A recent review concluded there was ample evidence for adverse effects of wearing such masks. We suggest that decision makers weigh the hard evidence produced by these experimental measurements accordingly which suggests that children should not be forced to wear face masks. Ding, 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 ding. Go to my newsletter, print that, hand that out at your next school board meeting, and ask the scientists on the school board. I'm laughing because they're not scientists. They can barely read themselves, many of these uh, liberal school board members. I want you to hand them that, and I want you to, I want you to have them get on the record refuting that science because they say they're about the science, right? That's science. That's JAMA. It's not the Journal of the American DanBongino.com Conservative Articles Association. It's the Journal of the American Medical Association. I can't believe we're going to get through this today. This is regular. A couple of quick stories just to wrap with today. I saw this at Fox. Foxnews.com, again, be in the newsletter. Folks, the wussification of America is continuing, and I am very scared right now. I'm very scared for the future of this country. If we don't have a deadly, lethal military that will deter global threats, folks, we have nothing. So I saw this story at Fox News. Hat tip producer Sabrina and producer Jim, who both sent this my way. Air Force revises physical fitness tests to allow walking and planks. So just to be clear, we're not running anymore. We're walking. That's the physical fitness test for the deadliest military in the history of humankind, walking. Folks, you know the... 
Let me see. I'm gonna do a quick thing. I'm not messing with you guys, but Joe Gee, I'm gonna. Do you know the difference between walking and running? No, I don't mean like how it looks. I mean, really, what's the? There's an actual difference between walking and physiologically. There's a difference between walking and running. It's not just speed. Speed walkers walk really fast. Yeah, it's a Think different gait, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's a different uh, kind of gait. Yeah, a little bit. That's not really it, though. No? I heard someone explain this once because we it was in a Secret Service Academy. We had a guy there doing kettlebells, and he was really smart. I'm like, well, what's the actual difference? He's, the difference between walking and running is walking, one foot is like making contact with the ground at all times. When you're running, oh. there's a time where both feet are in the air. And I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. She's probably right. Yeah. Folks, we we run because it's harder and we want our Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, Army, Navy, we want them to be tough. We want them to be badasses. Again, a no folks, nobody, nobody has greater respect for the military than me. You may have as much, you can't have more. I'm peaked out. This is a disgrace to our fighting men and women. A walking test? A walking test. I have a little test about tests. If you have severe arthritis or falling apart and are minutes from death and you can do something, it's probably not a physical fitness test. I've seen people in that country who can walk. It's not a mandatory requirement for the military. We need people who can run, who can move, who can shoot. Reminds me of my time in the Secret Service where I was an instructor in the academy. I love my former agency. I, I, I love the guys and women there. But we had people in the academy. I, I mean, some of them couldn't do a darn pull-up. You know, and they're like, oh, we'll get them through. No, no, there's no getting them through. They shouldn't be in here in the first place. You understand if the president, God forbid, has a heart attack. Donald Trump is a big man. You ever seen Donald Trump in person? He's a big guy. Donald Trump is an enormous guy, folks. It's not like, hey, look at me. I know Trump. If you see, TV doesn't do it justice. He is a really big dude. If you can't do a pull-up and he has a heart attack and you have to evac him or someone his size out, he's tall. He's How are you going to do it? You can't even pull your own body weight. I saw it in my own agency. Well, we got to water stuff down sometimes. No, you don't. This is the wussification of America. It's going to lead to our downfall. It's a physical job. Exactly. All right. Last story related to my prior line of work too. Politico. I discussed this last night with Jesse Waters in the 7P Fox show. Kamala Harris. People are already evacuating her office in droves. Politico. Not a healthy environment. Kamala Harris's office is rife with dissent. Folks, people are leaving her office in droves. This person, Kamala Harris, the vice president right now, is uniquely unqualified for this job. She doesn't act the part. She doesn't talk the part. She's rude to people. I'm getting the inside baseball. Nobody likes her. They are leaving in droves. And let me tell you why this story is even weirder. They've only been in office, what, six months, right? They've only been in office six months. People leave all the time, to be fair. Very few people leave after six months, number one. You'll see in the screenshot here, just six months in, the aides are leaving. Others have left already. Two top advanced staffers, Carly Chateau and Gabriel French, whatever, parted ways. They say, oh, they were long-planned departures. Ridiculous. They weren't long-planned because they haven't been in there long. They've only been in there six months. Uh, Joe, how long did they plan it? The day they got in? <laughs> they got in in January. I'm planning my departure for July. <laughs> you believe this crap? Folks, are you really, come on. If you're a liberal, are you really this stupid? One quick point and we'll run. I got Michael Knowles, by the way, my radio show today, if you want to tune in from uh, Daily Wire, really cool cat. But my experience with staffers, and I worked with a lot of them in my prior line of work, nobody wants to work for number two, the vice president's office. No one. So why do people do it? Because they hope one day they'll get a promotion and go over to work for the president or, or the vice president will run one day and they'll be a presidential staffer. The fact that people went over there to work for her and are departing already, even though she could potentially run for president herself, says to me that up close and personal, they know she is not, have, she is not presidential timber. It's not even vice presidential timber. What a mess. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. We will have a show tomorrow, so don't forget, it'll be a fresh show. To, you know, no, no tricks tomorrow, no stunts. We will be here tomorrow. 
radio show as well. And please be sure to set your DVR or watch live my Fox show this week. And we got a monologue this week about the cops that's going to be flames. I've been working on it all week. Unfiltered with me, Dan Bongino, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Don't miss the show. Oh, oh yeah, I'll be, uh, that's right, I'll be on Hannity tonight too. I'll be guest hosting for sure. <laughs> I got a lot going on today, folks. It'll be a long day. You'll be seeing me up to 10 o'clock tonight. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.